0: learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap they distort so poor as if you war shakeck horsemen forcemen and they've long been having the course met It ain't their you can't see cause you can find it homes is that you don't want to you caught by putting the blindness on. I've been trying to find some kind of
1: way welcome back to the underground. underground this is episode 57 I'm joined once again and almost as always by Joseph
2: Wild West Hempstar
1: nations. What's
3: going on, my cowboys and cowgirls? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna start saying now. Oh uh man, how are you doing, dude? Uh good? <laughs> um not any different from recording this for those who don't know. We record on Monday both episodes. So
1: Yeah, we, uh, we go through this. I mean I've saved some stuff. I mean Yeah. Um
3: Well, I'll just get right into it, man. If if y'all want to support us, we do a value for value system here, and that means you can donate via your time, your talent, and your treasure. All of our links are in our show notes. You click the direct me link and that will take you to all of our links, our social, social media pages, our YouTube and Odyssey page where you can uh, subscribe, like, and comment if you like the material. Uh, and then our PayPal donation link. And as always, the two best things you can do is download our episodes. And share them on social media. Yes. Uh, we also have a Discord as well. If you like to join that, you can. If you like to run that, let us know. We'd appreciate it. All right, so we can just kick right off into The Witcher then. Yeah. Or no, you're gonna.
1: Well, so I wanted to uh, just mention this because uh, you haven't you haven't watched it yet, um, but but I'm going to. You're going to. I don't think you'll regret it either. Um, nope. Yeah. So I, there was a show that came out on netflix a couple weeks ago called arcane and i'm not generally a big fan of animated shows they just they same they're it's unless it's uh dc sure it has to be like really something you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh for me to really get into it is i anime generally at this point in my life except for some old stuff that i've always really liked doesn't do much for me um and modern stuff for sure is usually not uh something that i tend to enjoy i love into the spider verse um for the most part uh and uh arcane came along and i'd heard people on other people's streams constantly Mm -hmm. recommending it to people and so i was just like you know what i was like i got nothing else going on right now i was like maybe i was like maybe 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 there is something this year that uh, is worth my time, mm-hmm. and it was. I'm gonna rewatch it. Uh, oh, nice! I'm gonna rewatch the whole thing, uh, and uh, we'll we'll be doing something about it in in the coming weeks. Um, I'm not really in a hurry to like get that out necessarily, but um, yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, it's a, m- a majority of the main characters are female. Mm-hmm. there is and this is one of the reasons i want to rewatch it as far as i'm aware there's not even like a reference to oh look at the females who struggle you know what i mean mm-hmm. which i can't say about the thing we're talking about next um right. it it's a great story it doesn't it it's kind of a pun if you've seen it but it like doesn't pull punches um there's it's the closest thing i've seen to game of thrones style politicking kind of television Mm. since game of thrones you know because there's been all these like copycats and people have been trying to do something similar um but they can't help but interject their intersectional garbage into it Mm -hmm. Uh, this is really not that i mean there's there are like minor things like you can't help but think that maybe some of the male characters are written in a way to not outshine some of the female characters. Mm-hmm. But the two main characters are both very flawed, very broken individuals. They're not Mary Sue's. Um, it is such a breath of fresh air. Like, I cannot. And it's it's one of those things where it's not like the Tomorrow War, which you're just like, oh man, I'm just glad there's not a lot of uh, garbage political nonsense and right. intersectionalism in this, even though this is kind of trash. Uh, this is legitimately good. It's surprisingly well-written. There's depth to characters. Um, it, again, like, it just, it like, I don't know, it just does stuff. And I... I've been stuck on it a little bit because I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Like it, it, it kind of has had some headspace uh, since I watched it, and part of that is because nothing has really come out this year that's been yeah. Like Spider Man's kind of been there too. It's funny how it's like been. I all thought Spider Man was a good movie. Yeah, um, Dune sort of does, uh, but it's been it's been a very uh, rough year for television and movies. Yes, it has. been. And listen, we're gonna we'll go we'll deep dive on it uh, whenever you finish watching it, but I I recommend it. I keep telling people so and you know what the thing that people keep telling a lot of people have told me what's that they're like well I don't want to watch it because it's based on League of Legends and like one way or another Mm -hmm. and everyone's like well I don't want to watch it because of that and I'm like okay I get it that's partially why I didn't want to watch it you wouldn't even know if it didn't say under the title that it was like a that's the property that it's based on Mm. you wouldn't know that's good to know because that's why I
3: also didn't want to watch it was because of that until I started seeing people recommending it,
1: it it's, So and it's, talking to you. So. It's so good. It's why I want to go back and watch it because I want to be like, all right, now I really want to dig into like the detail of what's going on. And, and see, sometimes like, you have to process things to mm, do that, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, highly recommended, um, especially if you're into animation. The animation is really, really good. Um, there's like a couple. And, and these are like minor detail type Mm -hmm. things that you just i can't help but pick up on there's like a couple weird shots in it where the animation felt off Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's really really cool i can't say that for this
3: next one and even though they use animation they use cgi i'll let Uh,
1: you i'll let you start um
3: and then i'll so yeah
1: we're going to be talking
3: about season two of the witcher so if you haven't seen it, there's gonna be heavy spoilers. Just wanna go ahead and forewarn you and we'll begin. I did not think it was good at all. I thought the first episode, you even say the second episode was good, right? Yeah. But man, especially the ending too. It's bad for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons being that with The Witcher. From those, I, I haven't read the books. I only played the third video game, so I haven't even played both of them. But I plan on too. I'm getting a PC well,
1: soon. So they're not technically canon. The games. The the games aren't. No. So he. Can I just? Well, we're in spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're in spoilers. So he. I thought
3: they kept. So before you begin, I thought the games, though, even though they weren't canon, they necessarily they kept the essence of all the characters you know what I mean
1: yes so say the,
3: that yeah the biggest thing about the they books, didn't change the characters themselves
1: yeah pretty much the, the biggest thing about the books which I have not read either it's just something that I've picked up on over the years because I, yeah. I played one and two I mean it's been almost 10 years okay give or take but uh Geralt dies at the end of the books right uh and I, you know there's just a lot of people that don't know that and he's revived basically so the games can happen um (laughs) and uh, which is fine uh but it's just kind of an interesting um interesting thing is like they're not really canon though I would probably tell you that at all of the games including the first one which is not great as far as like game a game aspect of it is concerned. concerned it's long too it's like a 60 hour game um they're better than the show for sure like oh yeah holy crap like i i Dude. appreciate that this did not jump time periods as much as the first season did i
3: will say it's better than this, the first season it's
1: better than season one which isn't saying a lot but no the only for me the only times it was good is when henry cavill was doing his witcher stuff
3: yeah it, okay all right go ahead all right soapbox time Go ahead. So first off, I want to say most a lot of the people I listen to when when they review The Witcher are two categories kind of people: those who are good movie reviewers and have seen, or I'm sorry, and have read the books, uh-huh. right? And then those who are which- good movie reviewers and haven't read the books, right? So you get two perspectives: one perspective of someone who knows the books inside and out, and which people like that are going to be more critical of a movie. But then you have people who haven't, but who understand TV shows and movies, how to set them up and everything, um, and can just tell you if this is good. And both of them are saying that it is terrible. Yeah. My own opinion before listening to anyone was that it wasn't good. This is the main reason. The first main reason is, what's the show title, David? The
1: Witcher. Who's the main character? siri <laughs> and Jennifer kind of and yep. then Geralt on occasion when they're yep. they need like to break up the monotonous like boringness of like people riding on horses and talking i have small things that i liked but they're very small and like yes you, you know what i mean um, the cgi again
3: oh, was bad yeah terrible like, there are some.
1: I was going to say, there's like occasional moments where I was like, ah, and this is the thing, though, is like, it was usually, oh, that's not that bad. And then there's other moments where like, oh, like, what? Yes. <laughs> it looks un- like it wasn't finished. At, at it time. does. Like, and some stupid... of the fights with monsters are just like, ugh.
3: Oh, dude! Especially at the end, that season, that that last episode like of basil, season
1: 8 or whatever they were. Yeah,
3: that yeah. was just a bad TV. That was just a bad episode
1: as yeah. a whole. Oh, dude! You know what the worst part of that episode was? It was the uh, the freaking um, the uh, the wild hunt. They looked oh, all, yeah. they looked ter- they looked like villains from the Hercules television show in the 90s. No. They looked
3: like villains from uh Mortal Kombat Outer World the Oh, in the uh, yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> 90s 90s our like weird. Yes, absolutely. I agree. It was so and it's so annoying because the Wild Hunt is supposed to be like legitimately terrifying. Like these are supposed to be some of the most powerful people in yep. Witcher lore and you have like they just look like it looks like bad cosplay
3: yes it does look like it looks like terrible it, cosplay it, okay okay ugh, before anyway. we get too ahead of ourselves yes
1: um well we don't have to go episode by episode it's you know nope. it's kind of just overview but keep going yeah
3: so i want to say what i mean though is say we can we can talk about that the i want to save talking about episode eight i guess we're already in it Who it's cares? too
1: late yeah <laughs> it's too late
3: it's too late yeah it was bad cosplay yeah, bad that episode as a whole was just bad just like get Geralt. Geralt i'm sorry Geralt, talking to uh siri possessed by uh the demon yeah and just you know the entire episode just saying, you're stronger than this siri you're stronger than siri uh-huh. come back home and don't get me wrong the shine literally the shining star of the show is henry cavill mm-hmm. henry cavill he's putting effort read- in man oh he put yeah. so much effort yeah. in. he is he is holding it together because he's, he's like he doing gets the, the
1: character yeah spot on he's trying to do his best inter uh, it, it holds up but he's doing a um his interpretation of the voice from the games because mm-hmm. that's the only reference to that specific voice that i'm aware of. i'm sure the yep. book mentions that he's got like a gravelly voice or whatever but that's specifically the voice from the games yep um yeah, I I that's what I'm saying is that when he is the focus, which is maybe a quarter of the show if I'm being generous, yep. uh it's pretty good, right? I mean, there's still a lot of the same problems that it's like the production looks pretty cheap. Um yep. the action doesn't always feel quite right. Um it doesn't yeah. flow the way that it should, right? Cuz the whole idea is that like the witchers have different like fighting styles and they use them for different reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. and you never really get that intention. This feels like a show where, like you were saying, like Henry Cavill, the actor cares a lot about this.
3: Yes. And does. it doesn't
1: seem like anyone else cares as much as he does.
3: No, it doesn't. That's a, a lot of the people I've gathered from those who've read the books. Right. And then those who haven't each said, but specifically those who've read the books, that doesn't seem like the showrunner. And again, this is what we keep bringing up has a love for, you know, the the, the novels. Right. Has a love for The Witcher and, and what's been created. Yeah. And again, it's not that you can't introduce new ideas new themes wait new so sorry, are you
1: saying the showrunner doesn't or does have a doesn't doesn't so okay. does not okay
3: and, and again this is what we keep talking about is that it's okay if you want to introduce new ideas and and everything and but you want to keep the essence of who the character is and, and you know the, the the different themes and elements that the author has right yeah. it's okay if you want to bring like basically kind of how it goes is in my opinion i think you want to do 90% source material, and if you want to do new material, 10%. Because the author's already I, done all the work for you.
1: I would have – this is just a thought that popped up the top of my head. I would have just said it after the books. Just be like, this takes place between two and three of the games – he, we're yeah. gonna we're just gonna we're gonna do you know we might poke around and talk to the developers and maybe the, the the guy who wrote the books and we'll have um some sort of like little connection thing in here maybe like siri and some of these other characters you know will show up but like yeah they're they're trying to adapt something that really needs someone who's passionate about that
3: about the work yeah. to do yeah and has the because they,
1: the budget to also do it
3: Yes, because they <laughs> obliterate Unifer. Unifer is not who she who she is in the books or in the video games at all.
2: The game, it's completely. She's only in the last one.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, well, I'm being. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the game. It's okay. In The Witcher Three, um, she's not. It's, you know, in the funny. books and in in that game, I she's not in not the character at all. This is yeah. a completely new character and not. a... And with all of that said, she's supposed to be the like the most or one of the most powerful sorcerers, right? Mm-hmm. Witches, right? In, in there, or mages, I should say. And she's like reduced to nothing.
1: Yeah, she she basically because
3: she, she gets her powers back because she sacrificed herself for Siri. Oh, okay. Yeah, she spends that the whole. That makes no sense.
1: She loses her powers, spends the whole season whining about it. Yeah, Manipulates Siri. And then betrays
3: Geralt. Gerard. I'm sorry. See, keep wanting to say Garrett. Gerard. Geralt. Uh, Geralt. I'm sorry. Ger- Geralt. Geralt. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Geralt. Sorry. Geralt. <laughs> Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> I know who his name is. Geralt. Uh, the wolf. And. Man, I want to play those games again.
3: I know. I've been wanting to play. I have uh, the third one. I've been wanting to play it so bad. Uh, she pray- betrays Geralt. And it's not something that she would do. And it's like, again, they just, they're ruining her. And not only that, but I couldn't believe that they were trying to re- rehabilitate Tris' image by giving her more scenes and making her hair, like, redder, it seemed like, as the show episodes went on.
1: Yeah, I keep forgetting that's Tris. <laughs> you know... I, yeah.
3: I don't, I, she's I don't great know. in this. It's she's funny great because in the they games. took her. I, don't, I think they do show her idolistic nature some. Yeah. But they took her iconic title of the 14th Hill and gave that to Unifer as if Unifer wasn't already powerful enough.
2: Yeah.
3: And then there's just that terrible justification with Yen regarding her powers. And you know, she sacrificed herself for Syria after whining about it for the, you know, how she lost him at the end of season yeah. one. Well, they're doing, know. yeah,
1: they're doing Triss dirty. Uh, yeah. she, it's really funny because again, if you've played one and I, I think this is, this is just a theory, right? And I'm, I'm talking, just talking about the games for a second, but it feels like uh-huh. it, it connects. Um, if you've played, if you played the Witcher one and two, right? My assumption would be at the, in the third game, you send Yennefer packing, Maybe that's my bias because that's exactly what I did. I was like, Pfft, get out. I was like, I don't know you. Get out of here. Right. Um, and uh, if because you. Because
3: his love interest wasn't Unifer, was it?
1: In the games? No, it's uh, Tris. Yeah, that's what I thought. In yeah.
3: games one and two. Yeah. She's, and then when she's three the comes in, like, it's Unifer and Trish, right? Yes.
1: Uh, along with uh, other people, <laughs> kind of. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> right.
1: Um. Anyway, so <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's very odd. Um, the One of the things that I had kind of just considered since finishing it is that, again, it would have been better if they had just sort of taken this out of trying to adapt the novels, which mm-hmm. is already a hard task, and gone, all right, we're going to do something based somewhere within the realm of the games. We'll mm-hmm. use context from everything that's been going on to try to like keep keep from like stepping on any of that but you have a lot more room to play with right because it's like okay now we have access to all of these monsters we have access to a lot of these characters we can do something closer to to what should have happened where it doesn't have to be a monster of the week but that's the mm-hmm. closest like kind of idea i can get where it, right the episodes they're individual like f- episodes where geralt is doing like okay he's got to go after a griffin or whatever right because it's hunting down a town like they do occasionally in the show um right. and then maybe another episode is a little bit more of like a uh like a character study of uh the different races right because one of the biggest things about uh like the witcher is that like the dwarves the elves and the humans and the mages and everybody else whoever else is in there they all kind of hate each other right this isn't mm-hmm. sort of this isn't lord of the rings where they're all kind of like peeved at each other for different reasons but they occasionally put their differences aside to come together uh mm-hmm. it's like the el uh, uh the humans look at the elves as lesser Right? right, they legitimately there's like real race like racism going on within Witcher mm-hmm. lore. Um, the, everyone hates, or a lot of people hate the Witchers, right? Like they discriminate right. against them because of the color of their eyes and because they consider them to be like essentially to be monsters. Yet right. they still continue to use their services because they're the ones that are like hunting down the monsters. There's, there's excuse me. There's all kinds of stuff that they could have done, could have made it interesting. This did not have to be a Lord of the Rings epic. Right? Mm-hmm. You just had to do something that was kind of cool, kept fans interested. You know, j- jangle the, the keys agendas. in front of the fans. Yeah. Like, if we've learned anything from Spider Man, right? It's that nostalgia works. Go, yep. ooh, I know that. Ooh, that's a cool reference. It works really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then all you have to do is give some sort of interesting action and have. A, a through line for each episode you don't have to do this big overarching nonsensical garbage that that they did in the first season and to a way lesser extent did in the second season but still it was I, like
3: I think they sh- shot themselves yeah. in the foot in the first season a lot I think it was just one of the main things that like the problem that they did in the first season is they should have focused it primarily on Geralt yeah. and you know, do world building through that lens and then introduce, I think like, so some of the main problems, but my, my main problem is that, is it that they didn't like stick to the, you know, uh, all the lines from the book or, you cares? know, from the video games, yeah. right? It's not that it's that they show the characters and their relationships in such a superficial, <laughs> I feel like I, this is the best way to say, it, a superficial CW teen show. Oh
1: Yeah. Well, that's who's writing it's, this stuff, and, and uh, the
3: writing is so bad. I mean, I was talking about Kalo. I I literally paused the episode when Yaskir got uh, rescued from um, jail by uh, Geralt, and you know he sits there and 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 at first I'm like, oh good, they hug. He didn't say some kind of corny joke and like trying to make a speech and everything while you know they need to hurry up and get out. But then literally right after they hug, it's him doing that exactly. yeah. And so it's like, you know, and it, it's one thing for a character like that to make a quick joke or whatnot and then get, like, we got to get out of here type deal. But, I mean. It's oh, it's just,
1: just, that's the writing. that Everyone thinks that's the thing now. And, you know, it's funny that, that that's something that's like rampant in Marvel movies, right? It um, is. It's so annoying. And I think, though, it's the thing that's going to wake most people up to how bad a lot of this stuff is because i have talked to a few people about it and that has kind of gotten in their head and then they've mentioned it to other people and they've told me that they have and mm-hmm. now those people even people who are like die hard fans of some of this stuff they're going oh yeah that does kind of suck like why do they do that and it's mm-hmm. like, once you get that in, it's like, oh, man, what else is kind of going on with this that I haven't been paying attention to? Um, and, man, I could go. There's some some stuff that I could go on for like forever about uh, with just some of the annoyances of the way that all this stuff is written. Yeah, Um. I don't. Oh, man, I I, I so. should say that's my secondary complaint. My main complaint.
3: Yeah. I, no, actually, that would be my main complaint. My secondary complaint is that this is there. there's too much going on. This isn't about so you have the writing which then influences these next two points. It's not about Geralt and there's too much going on, too yep. many storylines and they're yep. trying to do Game of Thrones. You don't have to do Game Please of
1: Thrones. Please don't. Please don't. Don't. Man. We don't want that again. I I hope one day cuz this isn't it. I'm sure they'll do another another season. They're Did you yeah. see that they're doing some like spin-off prequel thing? Of The Witcher? Yeah, it was at the end. They had some sort of like trailer at the end of the last episode or something like that. You guys probably probably cut it off before then, but it was just like I, you know, I left it. I was in the middle, kind of like the end of that episode. I was like, okay, can we please end this? I was like, you've already gotten past like the big fight. Why is there still another like 10 or 15 minutes left in this? Like, come on now. Let's go. Let's get this done. And then I left the credits rolling and I was like, oh, they're playing something else. Uh, I don't know if it's based on. Like if it's it's actual like lore or if they're just yeah. making this stuff up off the top of their head, uh, like they're playing know, on doing with Lord of the Rings, um, yeah, I, dude, I, it sucks to say that it's bad, like it hurt it it hurts legitimately to be like, yeah, The Witcher sucks, but that show is not it, good.
2: It it's
3: to me, <laughs> it, yeah, it's not good, and Henry Cavill is doing all he can. It's a poll, you know, for one thing, it's a uh, Polish epic, right? Right. Um, fantasy novel. It's a Polish ep- uh, fantasy novel, and no, no problem introducing whatever race or whatnot, but make it make sense. Everyone so, like that's the one thing Game of Thrones said perfectly is that it you you got to understand the world. Yep. And then again, as we mentioned, the further north you went, the wider people became. The closer to the equator that you went the darker their skin became this is just everyone like nothing makes sense you got you know
1: though i think i'd have to go back and play three again um i think that they kind of mess with some of that but they definitely do some race swapping in the show for sure Um, i don't care (laughs) yeah i don't care
3: just like like make it make sense yeah they yeah there's not plausibility you know what i mean
1: yeah it's definitely i think it's good i the think place. they
3: should do that that's fine I don't, I don't really have a problem with it when it comes to uh well it's fantasy for the most
1: part yeah the problem is it's polish
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: exactly the source so, and that's the thing though is like source material doesn't matter to any of the people writing or producing this stuff, right? The people who what are what does that mean?
3: I, I saw earlier, it'd be like, uh, Ryan Gosling playing, uh, Obama in a memoir on him yeah. in a movie.
1: Um, and no one, everyone will just, go, Oh, well that's what about it's like, but it's the truth. Right. You know what I mean? It's, you're not going to have, uh, like Ryan Gosling playing T'Challa. Right. Or, um, the girl who played Siri in this playing, um, T'Challa's sister. Siri, exactly. Right. Or, or uh, Shiri, or, or yeah, whatever. It's, it's whatever. actually really you close to close. Siri. Um, yeah. So it's it's just like, Hey, let, maybe we can be a little more respectful to the source material. And if, right.
3: like, they do a good job with the, with the mages and with the witchers. Okay. That makes sense. I can see why there's yeah. but, uh, diverse what's her face? races there.
1: What's her face. That's the, she's the black major or whatever. Oh yeah. She's, she's really good. Her acting is great. Yeah. But she's definitely like pale white in the, uh, in the games oh yes yeah. oh yeah yeah she's she's a massive jerk too which is really interesting that they decided to cast uh that role the way that they did in that context right <laughs> <laughs> so
3: yeah I, i'm gonna watch it again i'm still processing a lot of it and it's mainly just because henry cavill's acting so great and he captures <laughs> the eps he captures the essence of the character and don't be wrong i think everybody's acting is great and the it's not the actors or actresses at all it's purely just the writing and this is a problem yeah, you get I guess someone so. who doesn't love the source material and this is it's, what you get it's boring. fine to introduce new things but you want to keep the characters and their essence the same, and that's sure. what uh, Henry Cavill does a great job of. It's also and boring, and I think the actors and actresses are doing the best they can with what they've been giving.
1: Yeah, but if you if you don't have anything going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just it's boring. Yeah, you're like, all right, well,
3: eh. I thought the CGI was worse. I don't know. Maybe uh, so I so just need pig, to rewatch season guy, one. I thought season the- one CGI was better
1: i i'd have to go i'm not planning on watching either of these seasons again i like because i almost went back and watched season one and then i went nah. i kind of remember enough of what happened <laughs> i was like i'll just watch the intro thing and that'll that'll clear my head up about a few things um dude yeah i, I don't even know if i'll watch season three have you seen the prequel with um Vesemir? no you should watch that highly recommended it's like an, an it's like an animated movie with Vesemir when he was younger. It's called okay. uh, like Winter er Shoot, I can't remember. Um anyway, it's on Netflix. It's like an hour and a half maybe. Uh, oh, is
3: that one they uh The Nightmare of the Wolf? Yeah.
1: Okay. It's good. It's really good. It's kind of probably the direction they should have gone with uh this yeah because there's a lot more you can do with the animation and it it displays probably something that's like closer to what you would you would want from a series like this when you have like Mm -hmm. these a lot of this like mystical stuff going on and you got these guys like flipping around and you know chopping monsters heads off and doing that whole deal it just it really yeah it's it's a lot better that's cool
3: i was gonna say lastly and then we can move on um so along with like one of the things that makes sense the reason why like the the Okay, why you see the races just everywhere and it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, their entire world is that they didn't, and they still haven't done a good job world building. You still don't understand where Centra is on the map. You still don't understand where, uh, uh, what's the, uh, the other ones there's, uh, Redania. Redania is that Redania, how you pronounce it? Uh,
1: Nilfgaard, Nilfgaard, um, um, Skellige, Skellige,
3: <laughs> and then you have King Baltus who's uh what's his kingdom called? That's, I forget. I
1: think it's I uh, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Listen, so yeah, wait, wait, they we'll just listen, don't do a listen,
3: good listen, job of world building, listen. so you don't know where anything is that way uh, you Joseph. know you can kind of make sense with stuff. Joseph. What's that?
1: In the 7 step program, the first thing that you have to do is acceptance, right? <laughs> it's just re- repeat repeat after me. Are you I ready? Know. I am a racist. That's that's it.
3: Yep. I know. <laughs> it's disappointing. And it's like they're uh, just destroying IPs out there, man. Yeah.
1: It, dude, it's okay. It's fine.
3: And 20 years from now, we're going to get people who's like, you know, Hollywood's going to redeem itself. And it's like, we're going to give you all these shows how they should have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: probably not. Probably I mean, not. it's it's one of those things that, just like Mega Man. Um, I was telling my buddy Jake a couple weeks ago, I was like, they're just coming for everything. I was like, I'm surprised. I mean, obviously those Ninja Turtle movies were pretty terrible. I was like, but I'm surprised they haven't come back for the Ninja Turtles yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're coming. Um, Oh. All right.
3: Don't count Hollywood out. Okay.
1: Well, we got a couple other things that we want to talk about and I actually have a clip for once, which is kind of unusual. Um, All right. So there's some stuff going on at Activision Blizzard and I thought it would uh, be kind of just a good update because uh, they've been going through quite a bit of drama this year so okay. um just word of warning um a majority of games media is uh very left-leaning um okay. and i i don't really want to break down like their personal politics or whatever but you might hear just you know it's a trigger warning i guess that uh some of this occasionally there's like some stuff like snide comments or whatever in the middle of trying to like tell people the news it's kind of irritating all right here we go
0: another crisis as hundreds of employees have walked off the job. It is another work stoppage in a long line of scandals that continue to plague the video game industry giants. So let's talk about what happened. It all started last week at Raven Software, which is best known for their work on the Call of Duty games, of course. Most recently, they worked with Treyarch on Black Ops Cold War and with Infinity Ward on Warzone. Now, last Friday, Activision Blizzard in Classic corporate fashion laid off at least a dozen contractors from the studio who were working as QA testers at Raven, telling them it was part of a restructuring. Ah, yes. We're gonna restructure, you're gonna lose your job. Have fun, welcome to corporate America. So this sparked a lot of anger among Raven employees. One, Austin O'Brien tweeted last Friday, the day that it happened, that I'm gutted right now. My friends in QA at Raven were promised for months that Activision was working towards a pay restructure to increase their wages. But of course, that didn't happen. Instead, he wrote, today, one by one, valuable members of the team were called into meetings and told they were being let go. He added that it's unfair to these people to string them along, promising something better and then let them go. I am infuriated right now. So that was on Friday. Then on Monday, Raven studio head Brian Raphael had a big employee-wide meeting and he proceeded to not help matters at all. He told everyone that he didn't consider the terminations to be layoffs. He called them temporary employment agreements that weren't renewed. Ah, uh, yes, wonderful corporate speak. Now it's important to note that the video game industry has always kind of treated people as disposable, but it's nice to see people kind of fighting back. Later that day, more than 60 workers at Raven walked off the job in protest. A hashtag WeAreRaven also spread in support. And a day later on Tuesday, the work stoppage spread. The Raven employees were joined by other workers across various Activision Blizzard studios, totaling at least 200 people who walked off the job. Now, it was virtual, lots of people were remote, workers sent management notifications (laughs) that they were out of the (laughs) office, quote, in solidarity with my teammates in QA who were let go arbitrarily.
1: Okay. Um, so I've been out of sort of following gaming stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, it, again, if you listen to the, the way that they have to make snide comments about like, oh, that's corporate America for you or whatever. You're like, yeah. uh, I mean, these are like West Coasters. For the most part like all of this has to do with West Coast now um, Activision like Blizzard in particular has been under fire for a while now because of the stuff that happened in Hong Kong last year and their comments on that um, because of uh, higher ups and like sexual assault uh, misconduct that happened this year Um, and then uh, this is like to some degree bottom of the barrel because QA testers aren't like I mean they're contractors they're not right employees which you know seems to get kind of left out um now again i'm saying what i said before mentioning that is that maybe there's something different with qa testers depending on where they work but my understanding has always been that it's like they're pretty disposable right these are Mm -hmm. like your front of counter workers at mcdonald's right that's kind of their gen like if you were because they're hourly as far as i'm aware their Mm -hmm. job is essentially to play games to find like uh, bugs and to to work through things with the team, um, but if they don't need them, why are you going to keep them around on Sat? Like on right, why are you pay them
3: now, especially during you know hard times yes. perceivably. Uh,
1: what I I cannot tell you what Activision is thinking, I cannot tell you why that uh, they decided to do that or whether it was quote unquote nefarious or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of uh, an an interesting thing that's been going on with them because like i said they've been having a lot of drama going on and you kind of get an insight into the way that uh people on who who are part of that industry think they've like a lot of people in like games development Mm -hmm. now i don't know i couldn't tell you exactly uh who within that you hear it a lot from the games journal quote-unquote journalists um you hear it from Uh, A lot of people who are just like commentators in that space Mm -hmm. um, that they want to uh, unionize. So they want to like make unions out of all of these like gaming things because working conditions are hard. Um, I don't know how much you know about this. Game developers, right? So the people who are like programming, uh, I would assume, uh, well, maybe not the writers as much, but the people who are like working on like the core development of the games, they make six Mm -hmm. figures. Mm-hmm. sometimes they have to work 70 80 hours
3: right makes and, sense in and order it, to make six figures that's generally what you're working
1: right these are people who are like at least from depending on what we're talking about they're you know top of their game right so take like naughty mm-hmm. dog for instance right uh no matter what you think of like last of us 2 um they're the people who are um developing the games right who are coding who are doing a lot of that stuff these people are making six figures and sometimes they have to work really long hours um now i understand that working conditions can be like a problem Mm -hmm. um and i'm again the the politics of it as far as like i mean like in in studio politics not like left right politics Mm -hmm. um can probably be difficult and there's definitely a lot of garbage stuff that happens and i imagine people have been threatened uh and then, like oh well, like who are you gonna go work for if you lose this job like you're already getting paid so much but mm-hmm. it always seems a little unfair to me that um people have these like comments to make about this stuff as if like the working conditions are awful and they're trying to point to things like this and then um it's like yeah i don't know man like if you were working at a if you were working at like a fast food restaurant you're making 14 an hour right and mm-hmm. you're uh your manager or someone who's like integral to the business is making like double what you are or more than that. Um, and then they're going to like let people go because, you know, things have been slow or whatever. It's like, they may let that manager go. It's like, but you're way more expendable because you're a lot easier to replace. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep. I know it's like, it sucks sometimes. Right. And they, there are definitely things that are unfair, but I, I, I don't know. We've talked about it with like Gamergate and some of that stuff in the past, but they're so, like, like, i sometimes i think the gaming industry is so whiny like they do nothing Mm -hmm. again this has been something that they've been complaining about for like 10 years there's always some sort of weird thing that you know and now you've got a lot of this like intersectional stuff coming in Mm -hmm. and um games are getting worse and they're they're getting way more uh like samey it's probably that's the the technical term term is samey right um and it's just it's such a, a, a like a turn off for me in so many ways. Like I have such a hard time like playing games now. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I I've been playing Hitman a little bit like the new one, uh, Hitman yeah. 3. And it's great. Super simple stealth game. Awesome team went out on their own. They you know, they own the IP. They were actually like giving it back um, from Square Enix, I think. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I mean, who put that game out? It doesn't matter. Whoever was their original publisher gave them back the IP, which is like almost unheard of. Um, so it's really cool that stuff like that occasionally happens. Um, but yeah, it. You know what? Uh, the other thing that's interesting. You remember what I told you about sort of like the left-leaning nature of all this? Mm-hmm. It's really funny to watch, like, because I mean, most of these companies are based in California, so in in the big cities right. in California, San Francisco, um, L.A., that whole deal. Um, and so you have all these people who politically I, you could probably say, I would say 95% of the people who make video games, right. At right. least on the surface claim politically that they're left. Right. And they these did. are the, these are the same people that are following into these allegations of like treating their employers ter- or employees yeah. terribly sexual assault Bad condition. Yeah. Sexual like assault, all of that, all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, it, it's what is it? It's like the, the pot calling the kettle black or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, it's quite yeah. ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to bring that up cuz we don't talk about games on here that often and um I had run across that recently and with all the stuff that Blizzard's kind of been uh dealing with this year that that felt like the uh the icing on the cake. Um but I do want to get to this last thing um, okay. before Let's the Spider-Man it. review. Um and partially because you know we have to like continue to talk about this because Eternals does such great numbers for us on YouTube for some <laughs> Dumb reason, um, but uh, this was this was actually interesting, and and I think you'll I don't have you read this this article. I have not. Okay, cool. So, this is an article from uh, Bounding Into Comics, uh, one of our go-to sources at this point. Um, <clears throat> it says Marvel's producer Nate Moore attempts to explain abysmal Rotten Tomatoes scores for Eternals. So, before I read this, we'll, we'll, let's play a little guessing game, Joseph. Okay. Um, what do you think he blames the scores on?
3: White supremacy.
1: Mm, okay. Anything else? What? Else, anything else come to mind?
3: Oh man, I'm drawing a blank right now.
1: Okay. Uh, so they just kind of go through. I just want to get to his thing. So Eternals currently sits at a forty-seven percent. Oh, the pandemic. Mm. Okay. Yeah, 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 that might be a good one. Um it's sitting at a 47 percent right now on rotten tomatoes Mm -hmm. and it goes over like all the different like numbers whatever um more comments more's comments about the abysmal rotten tomato scores uh came during an appearance on the ringer uh recapping all of the disney plus announcements that they had had a little a a little while ago um i we kind of covered it on here it's it's a ton of like a ton of stuff most of it looks like garbage um his, uh, blah, blah, blah. More, uh, see. His answer came after he was specifically asked about Marvel Studios' reaction to the Rotten Tomatoes score for Eternals and whether it will affect how Marvel makes their movies. Has Moore responded. I think it was shocking. Uh, I think a little bit of that is expectation, which is weird, right? Right. Um, I was like, I don't know what you guys were expecting and who you were listening to, but it's that bubble man i'm telling you yeah i think you're right they all that's the thing is that you you know you go back and watch any of the interviews and they were all kind of like on branding and message the whole time Mm -hmm. um it's at the beginning of our eternals review where it's just like diversity 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 oh hey there's a gay couple diversity 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 right um uh he says look going out of avengers endgame everything was a bit under the microscope Uh, this movie was intended to be the first original after Avengers, which, uh, I don't, does he, I guess, original character, I'd have to look back at the thing, but it's like, what about Shang-Chi? Yeah, right. Like, doing Shang-Chi dirty, because he technically was- What do you mean by
3: original after Avengers? Um. And then COVID hit and everything changed. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, so he says that after the Avengers, oh, and then- There you go. Ding, ding. COVID hit and everything changed. Wah, wah. Um, From there, more pointed out. uh, Academy Award winner, Chloe Zhao. Zhao. Um, In the meantime, Chloe... Oh, so Chloe won an Academy Award. Um, Mm -hmm. She wasn't an Academy Award winner when we hired her. Actually hadn't made Nomadland when we hired her. So I think the expectation on that movie started to grow, right? um i would say no uh i think everyone i would say no as well i think everyone that was paying attention uh they knew ahead of time that she had gotten this before uh winning that academy award Mm -hmm. right like i wasn't even paying super super close attention to eternals and i knew that because she got the job to direct Nomad Land had been nominated, right? And it was like, oh, mm-hmm. and I, and it was one of those things where you go, I bet she's going to win. And the minute she's she, directing. Yeah, the minute she won, all of the commercials said Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao. So their expectations were their own doing. Yep. They were the ones that were like pumping this up, and I I think a lot of people saw through it. Um he continued. Uh, there was no Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao. It was Chloe Zhao uh, who did The Writer, which was one of her movies. By the way, I put the her IMDb uh, page on there. She directed two feature-length indie movies before she got uh, hired, or as some people say, casted, to direct yeah. Eternals. Um, everything else she – I didn't even count the shorts that were in there. And it because it, and it's like okay marvel is, uh marvel puts out this two hundred million dollar movie i think it was a little under that right wasn't it like 100, mm-hmm. a million? something like that um they gave that to a director who won an academy award for i think correct me if i'm wrong no uh nomad land is a documentary of types
3: yes i think so i, th- I it's I, like I, a
1: that's, I'd have to. I'd have. I never ended up watching it because I was like. I, I
3: haven't know. watched it either, but I think it's like one of those documentaries where there's acting in it. If that makes sense. So no. it's not like real life documentary. Because It's just it, following a lady as she f- travels across America. Right.
1: That's the only. Th- I'd only ever seen one trailer for it, and I was like, oh, is this just a documentary about a woman traveling across America? It's like, okay, cool. I don't really care. Um, and then they give her a, a time spanning technically universe spanning epic mm-hmm. with 10 main characters right um and this insane like plot right it just it makes no it makes no sense right and so he has now uh in an offhanded way right so he, he mm-hmm. blames uh the coof uh and then he in a way, he's blaming the director, right? Like, yep. Oh, you know, wink, wink. Yeah, there was just so much expectation because she won an Academy Award. Not that I, I don't think most people care about that stuff anymore. Right. Uh, more doesn't than, really say oh, much. Here you go. More than blame the critics themselves for their expectations for the film. Uh, and I and he says I think people because Eternals didn't have one singular source material, which is a lie. You're right which is, is either a lie. A, a lie of omission like he knew there was and he's saying this because he doesn't think they still don't think anyone knows what the Eternals are at this point right um, uh, uh, source material uh, that anybody really knew uh, people started to map on their fantasy version of what the movie was without really having any context of what the movie we were making was about All right. I don't think you did either hang on hang on hang on hang on <laughs> Hang on, I gotta bring this up, I'm bringing up our, uh, hang on, give me like two seconds everybody, Uh, we need this, I was, this is off the script, I wasn't even planning on doing this, okay, all right, but people need to understand what the expectation was for this movie, okay, give me like a second, we're gonna get past this first part, okay, I can't hear you right? so, it. Okay. We're almost there. You shouldn't... Uh but you... let me yeah I'm gonna, I'm going to share this with you. Okay
3: we're really seeing here in the internals is just the diversity
1: of this right. cast here. Right. Different. S- of such a diverse team.
0: Such diversity. Inclusion.
1: Diversity and the inclusion. First gay superhero in it. Diverse for a diverse cast. For so long, we've seen superheroes that have looked like a small percentage of the world. Diverse.
2: A diverse storyline. The most different of all the post-Endgame movies. Such a diverse
3: Hey, pause cast. it. It's an incredibly hey, diverse, diverse
2: cast. Oh, it okay. is diversity cast, but it doesn't feel tokenistic. Married to a gay superhero what does that mean to you as a gay man a gay actor in this town can you imagine how many lives is this is going to be saving
1: <laughs> oh hey i'm getting overwhelmed let's go ahead <laughs> i love i love that dude that <laughs> took me forever to edit by the way i just scanned uh, through so much garbage <laughs>
3: dude that is great and is spot on i mean
1: He's like, no, so but no one you had any put expectations. That above writing.
3: Th- yeah, yeah, exactly. When you put that above when you put diversity above writing, that's what you get. Nothing wrong with diversity, nothing wrong with having it. It just can't be the focal point. Good storytelling. Absolutely. Good storytelling has to be the focal point. I mean, we just you know, we talked about how Dune was great. It was diverse. Yeah. Game of Thrones, diverse. Arcane, diverse. Very, yeah.
1: There are there are properties that are doing it correctly because their focus is on making a good story, not about the identity of the characters, about who they're sleeping with, about what, like what color they happen to be born, like what their orientation is,
3: what, you know, taking down the systems of oppression and stuff like that. Um, You know, Spider-Man today, I think they did a good job at doing doing nostalgia in a great way, right? Mm-hmm. Yet there are movies, you know, trying to use this analogous, there are movies who do a bad job of using that, right? That we talk about. So again, when you try to make nostalgia, the first, like the, the primary thing about a movie instead of good storytelling, you fail. It's the same thing. When you put anything ahead of the engine, you fell.
1: Yeah. You still have to have something that goes along with this nostalgia that draws people in. Right. Um, exactly. And there are, properties that do that and um, mm-hmm. properties that don't do it well i mean you look at star wars right mm-hmm. um, it didn't last because what they had wasn't good right and the minute that it got put under somewhat of a microscope or like under you know whatever which for some reason always gets looked at as like a bad thing right I, which i've never understood where it's like why why wouldn't you want to like hold people accountable so that things get better Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i know it's just movies or whatever um but yeah i I don't understand where it's like no actually it was like really bad right like i hope i really hope nobody watches this prequel series to game of thrones um because something and this is and i've had this i've had this discussion with with people about like um speaking of witcher um about cyberpunk 2077 and everyone's like oh it's fixed now it's fixed now it's like so you forgot that they lied to you about what this game was going to be took your money anyway and then said oopsie and you know right exactly. like, oh we'll fix it and it's been over a year at this point and it's like kind of bad like people they this is just a thing that happens with all of us right we've all right. been in this place um and i i think it's time For a lot more people to finally come to terms with these things, right? Like I came to it with, um, like the Force Awakens, and I mean, it took the Last Jedi being a god awful movie to get me there. But eventually, you go, "Oh, this sucks." I came there with the Hobbit. Yeah, well, the Hobbit, I've oh, yeah, that one never got me. But (laughs) the Force Awakens never got me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Listen, we all have our we all have our cinema sins. It's like the the stuff that. And here's the thing I tell people all the time: it's okay for you to like stuff that's not good, right? Yeah, there are reasons that people like things, and there are people there are things that people are willing to overlook. It's just one of those things that at some point, it goes from you liking a specific thing because even though it's bad, to you just liking a lot of stuff that's bad, and then you go, mm-hmm. "Why do you why do you like this?" Right? There has to be something behind that, right. um, and. I, I think that you can have the jangling keys, but you have to have something that's good there as well, right? Right. Like I'm sure. A, listen, if I had been like a huge League of Legends fan, fan, and this show had come out and had been good, and it was based on a property that I really liked, I would have been doubly excited to have something like that around, right? That's oh, all, exactly. That's all. That's literally all people are asking for, for the most part. Is like, like we say all the time. It's like just respect the lore. Like, respect this thing that you've been given. Understand that it's not yours. Yep. Right? Now, fans can be nuts. I understand that. There is definitely a balance. But I just don't... I I don't know. I don't know why uh, it's such a problem other than you have this, like... like we talked about it last week, the, the whole mm-hmm. ESG thing, uh, mm-hmm. where it's like everything just has to check box. I mean, you look at the Academy Awards. I think we talked about that a long time ago. Maybe maybe back when it was coming out, but the, the whole list of stuff that was required by the Academy Awards for a film to even be considered at this point. And it was all this intersectional garbage, like all this ESG stuff where they're like, well, you have to have this number of like women working on the film and this number of like, I don't even think they say minorities. They say like um, underrepresented peoples or yes, they have all of these, like that. all these like buzzwords, all these dog whistles. Um, and it's going to ruin it. And you know, Sometimes I'm just, like, good. Yep. Sometimes I, I'm that especially way Especially with, well. like, And with you're going to see it with
3: indie coming up with better stuff, indie movies and shows and everything.
1: Yeah. Especially with Hollywood, the whole Me Too thing, that obviously being a, um, like, a front. I mean, mm-hmm. leave it to the actors to do all the best acting in this, like, scenario. And obviously there are some of them that were very sincere. I think Rose McGowan is still out there somewhere, like, yes, uh, doing her thing. Um, which has been really weird. She's been maybe red-pilled a little bit. Yep. Um, She's never going to work in Hollywood again, I don't, I don't
3: think. No, because uh, she called them all out. I don't think –
1: I don't yeah.
3: – there's nothing wrong at all with calling out people who have done heinous things regardless yeah. of if they're able to be criminally charged or not, right? And yeah. – But it's more of what we're talking about is the acting behind it and the hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, as far as Hollywood's concerned, I'm, I'm cool with it. Just metaphorically burning down in Minecraft. Yes, <laughs> yes. gotta cover myself there. Um right. Anyway, uh, so I don't think we mentioned it at the top of the show, but uh, we're. We actually already recorded our Spider-Man, uh, Mm -hmm. far, not far from home. I hate the titles of these movies. No way home. No more hope. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, we, we recorded that, uh, what last third Friday Yes, uh, from, so almost a week ago from the time that this is airing. Um, if you hear this, you have two options. You can keep listening and just listen to our review this way. Um, if you want and you want to be a, a good supporter of the show uh joseph and i would both ask that you go over to youtube yes. and give the video some love over there like comment subscribe if you still haven't done it uh and the reason is is because it's my conspiracy theory but it feels like they're throttling like youtube's throttling a bunch of the uh the videos the Spider-Man on reviews. spider-man yeah not specifically us no but not the just us as a whole yeah. I might be wrong. I might wake up tomorrow and drinker's got a million views on on his video, and we're still sitting at like two. Uh, right. <laughs> but I have, a I just have this feeling that there's something going on with that, and Disney has a lot of a lot of pull, uh, and that they're throttling that stuff to try to keep it out of people's uh, eyeballs uh, because of spoilers. Um, right. So obviously, our review is very spoiler heavy. Heavy. I think it probably takes us two minutes to get to the first spoiler. Um. So. If you haven't watched it yet, obviously, you go watch it before if you actually care. Um, I know some people don't. They just want to know what's going on. Um, Otherwise, yeah, go give it some love on YouTube. And if you prefer to listen to it here, um, that's good, too. But maybe go give it some love on YouTube anyway.
3: (laughs) Yes. Go do it anyway. Just just go help us out. just,
1: Just give us some love folks. That's all we're asking for. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like,
0: I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Just, yeah. That's
1: go what, out and that's be what our what apostles. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Um, so we're going to play that review. Uh, there probably won't be a closeout to the show Cause I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna do like a recorded thing of that. It's just that'll get too complicated. Um, right. So thank you guys for listening. Um, here's the review, and uh, we'll uh, be back next week. Take it easy. It should be obvious for a movie like this, but spoilers for any for all of you out there, we're gonna like spoil this entire movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> there's no. I wasn't sure I, if
3: we were. Oh, I just there, to how
1: else would we, we talk about it? I mean, you. You can't talk about line. two third, almost two thirds of this movie, uh, without spoiling it.
3: Yeah, without sounding redundant, like, hey, when that
1: when that one thing, thing happened, you know that thing, that one joke, when that person yeah. died,
3: <laughs> when that person, you know, disappeared, and oh man, um, yeah, I agree with you. All right, so let's get into it.
1: I'm just making jump right into the deep end so here's here's the thing uh one of one of the things that I that came out today as we're recording this on Friday Mm -hmm. the 17th is that this movie is the third highest preview opener so meaning Thursday night Mm -hmm. ever
3: oh man it is going to see I just want to say something I just want to say David will you get my soapbox out for me allow me to stand on it yes this is what happens when you create what looks like based on the trailers a good movie right yeah and now don't get me wrong I know a that let me that's not indicative <laughs> of how what I think about the movie but a movie that really isn't filled with woke well, uh, the agenda let's just say it like that right
1: yeah yeah the message the
3: agenda you're just yeah. trying to make a movie that has a Storyline that isn't infiltrated by politics, right? Exactly.
1: It's it's very nostalgia heavy.
3: Yes, it is very very, very nostalgia, nostalgia heavy. heavy. And Which it actually pretty sorry, it seems man. pretty. I'm not I'm not familiar with the com, like all of the comic books and everything with Spider Man. Um, but I used to watch the animated show when I was younger, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think those were pretty strictly based on the comic books. Uh, and it seems pretty. Accurate portrayal to this particular version of Spider-Man that Tom Holland plays. Tom Holland plays, and uh, so I would just say that it's going to smash because they didn't do a bad job of marketing. They didn't market, you know, the agenda. They just, hey, this is our movie, right? All that good stuff, and so if that's what happens. This is probably going to be well over a billion dollar movie, mm-hmm. and it's not surprising.
1: I. Wouldn't be surprised if this gets close to three hundred million by the end of the weekend. I wouldn't be either. Obviously, if you're watching this after that and it didn't make it, oops! But it, you have a fifty million dollar opening weekend where, or open the preview mm-hmm. uh, preview night. The only movies that did better on a preview night were The Force Awakens and Endgame. So, yeah,
3: I guess that makes sense. Force Awakens makes sense because people just like they wanted to know. To- yeah, The Force Awakens. They wanted to know it's Star Wars. It had a huge IP, and people get too overhyped about Star Wars. I get it. Um, there's a lot of fans out there with it. And it's very nostalgia, Star Wars. Yeah. And then the end game makes sense because you have a 10 year run on something, and mm-hmm. you finally get the climax of that 10 year run.
1: Yeah. So Spider Man, it, it proves a couple things with that, and then we'll get into the. Yeah, that the Eternals
3: movie of it. and Shang-Chi and uh black widow Widow suck
1: well it's it's one of those things that's like they can't blame um they, they can't blame the uh the bug
3: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, I don't mean like whether you fall on any of that. Sorry, 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 sorry. Dude, sorry.
1: I'm going to put a little thing in there that goes, Joseph goes on a rant about a subject that would get us taken off YouTube. So I can't put this <laughs> in. And it's just going to be me going, hey, I can't put any of that on YouTube.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what I mean is I'm glad it was an escape. Let me say that. I'm glad yeah. it was an escape from our life and didn't have any reflection of what's going on in our world right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And. Um, it was
3: just that's what fantasy is for Mm -hmm.
1: so let's let's kind of jump into it Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so I don't know how you felt about where the the movie opened up Uh, obviously in the last movie in far from home uh, Mm -hmm. it ends with Mysterio dying yeah Uh, and and this one it opens up and everybody's like upset about it and to be honest, like to be honest Uh, I and this is I mean I'm going to be very critical of this like I just I don't Mm -hmm. have a choice but but to be it it didn't work for me
3: it didn't work for me either I couldn't Kayla and I talked about it
1: too yeah I couldn't believe that a guy this this version of Spider-Man right who has uh endeared been endeared in the hearts of a lot of people in New York Mm -hmm. already right he's already had Mm -hmm. that first movie he saved the world from Thanos right right um a random guy who no one is really aware of except for you know the couple of days that he's in uh far from home right. says that Spider-Man killed him with Stark technology and you're telling me half of New York believes that uh without this is actually truth. true yeah and then this guy like J Jonah Jameson's character in this just is all head like without and and uh, that's kind of i guess really a complaint about the only complaint i have about his character is that we don't really know what uh J jonah jameson's motivation is in this movie other than he's just a jerk like he's and he hates spider-man and it's fine because uh what's his face his portrayal is like great yep um but the whole uh that that whole thing like just from the very beginning i was watching it and i was like "I, i can't believe that all of these people would uh would do that and then of course Did you notice the uh, the lady in the crowd who was like Spider Man assaulted me? Yes. Uh, I leaned over to to uh, Justin because he was like next to me in the theater, and I was like, "Of course, it's the large white woman." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Of course." Um,
3: That's too funny.
1: Yeah. So that's a good point. I have I I made lots of notes, so I'm I'm just kind of curious. I want to start with the first act. Uh, Okay. Cause I think it's really bad.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's break down the first act for people. Uh, Tell them where it starts and where it ends for you.
1: Okay, so I would say from pretty,
3: obviously the beginning, pretty
1: much the start. Yeah. To about the point where they get into Happy's apartment before like one of the major events in the movie in in the movie takes place. So like yeah. when he takes all of the the villains to Happy's apartment. Yeah. Yeah. That. It's- was a bit of a slog for me. Like I, it wasn't the worst. Thank you. It wasn't the worst. Kayla felt the
3: same way. She brought (laughs) it up to me before I even brought anything up. She was like, I wanted to leave up until like, for her, it was up until the big fight between um, that, uh, you you know, what happened with his aunt. Um, Right.
1: Well, because I would say Strange, before that she
3: was like it was so boring
1: i i was fine with the stuff with strange for the most part um mm-hmm. I, I had i made little notes about like all of the different uh actors and how i kind of felt about him mm-hmm. um but yeah the first act they uh, didn't
3: deconstruct strange which was nice but, but uh, nice but first act go ahead
1: yeah he um so yeah it just doesn't it doesn't work for me the whole like setup is sort of it's like what it's it's like whatever. Like they didn't really think too mm-hmm. much about what they were doing with it, and the it spell like does yeah the spell doesn't work, but then it partially works even though he says he locked it away. Um, and then his motivation the craziest thing about like the setup is that if he had just done nothing, right? Like if he had never gone to see strange, mm-hmm. everything would have just been fine. Yeah. For the most part. Yep. And it. And it, it well, I, I say that in the sense that, like, it, it feels like at least the way that it was written, everyone would have gotten over it, because everyone yeah. gets over it the minute that Ock, Doc Ock comes on the scene. Yeah, like, as soon he as helped, he does. He helps his friends, which is great, Like they, but they, this is what I'm saying, they, they wrap up that whole act, like, all of these weird threads that are like, oh, no, he's not getting into MIT, oh, no um some agency is upset with him it was like yep. unclear who they were uh i'm sure that if if you're like a massive marvel comic book fan you might know that agency or whatever um but they do this whole thing and then matt murdoch shows up for two seconds and i i oh, went <clears throat> yeah so i had two two thoughts on dude,
3: that, dude when he came in yeah to, everyone in the movie theater goes ah! and starts clapping <laughs> and i'm like I turn, to Kayla, I'm like, it's jangling are keys, we just man. in it's in a movie keys. with kids? I mean, grown men over here screaming because they see an actor on the screen, like, oh my gosh, yeah, Daredevil's in the movie. I'm gonna hyperventilate, like well, little was... girls sque- screaming at Justin Bieber concert, Sorry, <laughs> it happened so much throughout the movie to where it would co- they would do it for so long, it would cover the dialogue.
1: Well, that'll be an interesting comparison because my audience was surprisingly tame, like, people and with... I'm in a red state. <laughs> Oh, dude. oh man. Dude, people in the theater uh it was so interesting. They they were kind of like, "Ooh." And and I I sat there and I went, "Oh, okay, so he is in it." Like that's all I I was like, "Oh, okay." Cuz I had heard rumors that he he might be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um I was like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of interesting." And oh, then right, it doesn't it doesn't like, go anywhere.
3: Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. Which is that's disappointing.
1: It. And yep. it's kind of disappointing. But on the other hand, I was thinking about it today, and I went, "You know, if all this is, is just a recognition of that and they never, hopefully, do anything with it, that's fine. It's completely mm-hmm. fine. Like, don't touch Daredevil. Let it be what it was. You don't have to make another movie with him. I'd prefer you didn't because after, like, Netflix handled it very well. Mm-hmm. And, unless, Surprising. yeah, unless they were going to make a season four that was rooted in that and they were able to be, like, as violent and, uh, i guess gritty if you will it's like that that street level hero stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't want it because it's just going to be sanitized disney garbage yep and he deserves like daredevil deserves better than that um so yeah that that happened um and i guess it it was a it was humorous when he like grabs the brick as it's like as it comes through the window and they're all kind of like how how did you do that right but of course it's never brought up again Yep. Um. And it it is a little disappointing. Is a filler scene. I, yeah. You know? I kind of wish th- they had like this is the thing that's kind of odd about this movie. And I I don't know. I'm was there anything else in that first act that you can think of that I I was the this the scene where uh Spider Man and Strange are fighting in the mirror dimension is like fine. I guess it.
3: Yeah. yeah most of it.
1: it was, go ahead. I was gonna say most of it
3: you see in the trailer. Yeah, most of you seen the trailer, and I thought it was fine. I was kind of surprised how um, he ended up being stuck there. I'm like, really? That's what happens to the Sorcerer Supreme <laughs> and everything? Like, oh, he gets tricked like that? late. yeah, I thought that was just convenient, like plot com- convenience. Sure. I, I. And I also think that before leading up to that, that the whole, the whole spell, like you mentioned, and then. At the same time, how that box and how if you just push this button, everything resets, right? I just felt like all that was just way too illogical and convenient. And didn't, especially when you have, like, that button doesn't get pushed in in, in their entire scramble at all when it falls many times. (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man does his web at it. Just things like that, right? And And, and again, these are things, listen, people don't understand my wife. When she does a movie review, I'm like, okay, that's what you think? Okay. Okay. Okay, I hear you. I disagree, but I hear <laughs> like <laughs> She's really liberal um, or generous, I should say, generous mm. with her movie reviews, right? She's typically uh, more compassionate to those who make movies. Um, and so when she brought this up, I was like, I was really surprised. I'm like, first off, I'm so thankful that you've been listening to me. Uh, talk about Marvel movies and stuff. Secondly, I'm glad this was, you know, your own opinion. You came from and you saw the same things I did. And I'm not just like, am I the only one seeing this in the movie theater? (laughs) Because I talked to my, I got my haircut today and talked to my hairdresser and she was at the, there's only one movie theater here where I live. So she was there last night and she was like, didn't you just love the movie and everything? I'm like... I mean, it was OK. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's kind of I've been like, uh I, it was an OK movie. Yeah. If,
3: I, I, if someone I, says it's decent, if somebody if somebody thinks that it's a nine out of 10 movie, that's not going to like, oh, that's a, I mean, because well, there for were. Me.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of people that I generally agree with the things that are like, oh, from a nostalgia tam- standpoint, it's like an, it, it, it rates very highly for me. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I mean, there were some moments I was like, wow, cool, but I still couldn't get over all of the weird, uh, conveniences that that happened throughout the movie. And to be honest, like I can, I understand the, uh, the strange, uh, Spider-Man fight. I'm totally fine with that. There's an argument for why Spider-Man can beat strange, uh, Mm -hmm. like one-on-one. Um, and they, they, it's, it's enough, right? I mean, especially within the logic of like current Marvel, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah the so the first act's not great um and then <laughs> it, it's it's odd because you know peter saves doc ock mm-hmm. right oh we, wait can we talk about the jokes real quick yes, before I, was, I get into that it yes, was like please. like i don't know how you felt about it but for me it was like 50 50 it was it was all of the stuff from the trailer didn't land and it didn't land with mm-hmm. anyone in the theater. There were like slight awkward chuckles. Jeez, you had jokes.
3: a more mature audience than apparently <laughs> I did. I'm, I am promise you, dude, it was all adults in there and stuff and people were just, I'm like laughing at every single thing Ugh. and I'm like, guys, it's not that funny.
1: No, <laughs> I, and that was what was like, so and interesting. That's one
3: thing, you know, my keeper mentioned as well is that, you know, like most of the jokes weren't funny. I didn't, I don't, I probably wasn't, probably an hour into the movie before I laughed at one of the jokes.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to to remember I don't think what it was the,
3: even 50-50 for me. I think there was only like... Well, I'm just on splitting one it hand up. one-hand jokes that I laughed I, at.
1: I, I'm just splitting it up because I don't think I started laughing until about the last half of the film. And I, that's me... Yeah, same. Put, ...trying to put a number on it. Like, I can't tell you yeah. for sure. Um, right. And we'll get into some of the later the later stuff soon because I'm I'm trying to keep it semi-organized by, like, the progression act of the movie. Act one, act yeah. two, act three. Um, so, anyway uh none peter, of the jokes man peter saves doc ock right mm-hmm. um and then there's like a a big fight in the uh in happy's like apartment building or whatever because mm-hmm. the uh uh the goblin norman uh betrays everyone right and it, it was pretty good i mean like i don't uh it was sort of the the weirdest thing is that that it was like doc ock gets saved and then he gets like uh he goes out of the building right he doesn't get tossed out does he and I, it's, I can't quite remember but anyway he ends up like outside of the apartment building and kind of just yeah, is he got gone. tossed out like he just leaves the movie until the the third act like the beginning like almost the end of the yeah, it doesn't show their land act.
3: or anything like that yeah, it shows yeah. him like a like, stop on the building and then that's it he kind of
1: yeah he climbs up a little bit and then they cut to something else um so i guess the the important thing at this point is that uh Goblin kills Aunt May, kinda. Yeah. Were you, so I don't know how you felt. It was about, weird, right? It was, It didn't make a lot of sense because they have, it, it, he throws the bomb, right? It blows mm-hmm. up. Both Peter and May look like they're fine.
3: Yeah, I noticed that and, too. And they're Which both walking
1: weird. around and talking for a couple minutes. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, and she like it falls down and, and he has like blood on his hand or whatever. Uh, and you're like, oh, um, also that line, the with great power or with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, dude, it was not good. <laughs> it didn't work for me at all. It didn't work it for felt, me either. It felt so forced.
3: Yeah, it did. So contrived and forced. It was one I the- do think Tom Holland did a great job in his acting there and in, sure. uh, in his grief and displaying that. I think he, it's probably one of the best portrayals of grief in the um in any marvel movie i've seen oh, um, other okay. than i think uh, i think andy Garfield <laughs> had a good one what's
1: that <laughs> that's I, that that's just not something that i, gener- I it's num- number one the top grief moment
3: yeah i don't <laughs> i just i just the ones that i recollect yeah uh, i can remember right and because there is you know a lot of sadness and stuff and in a lot of their movies and i just i don't I remember like, okay, I can actually feel this and, and relate. And then I'm like, that's a, that's a good portrayal. And the last time I could remember feeling like that is with uh, Andrew Garfield when he tried to save Gwen and uh, didn't. And so, and everything, but yeah. So other than that, yeah, no, it was strange to me because, you know, the building co- collapsed eh, some and I was like, okay, well, this is probably going to be the part where, you know, she dies um and then she she's fine until the green goblin hits her you know with his scooter hoverboard and uh but then that doesn't kill her right he did hit her with it right i think so I yeah think yeah and then well, I, that's what i thought yeah. he tosses his pumpkin grenade um
1: <laughs> yeah and then she like they get up and they're walking around and then i'm like okay yeah. so she's fine and then it's like oh no she's not fine and it's not the first time in the movie that something similar to that happens where it's like uh you remember the the part where he runs into Sandman for the first time and like Sandman's on his side for about two minutes and then Sandman yes. does like one thing that he does like he mm-hmm. seems like oh Peter I'm here to help and then he helps him and then immediately he's like wait a second and then it, he has this immediate switch and it was like what I literally was in the theater going what is going on right now
3: <laughs> oh man it, it, it was kind of funny because Man ended up uh yeah i don't want to spoil too much i know i kind of did just talking about aunt may but i am trying to do a <laughs> oh. better a good job uh like, how can i word this uh yeah no i know what you mean i'll just say that i was kind of confused as well it was- there's an instance where he's kind of uh it's kind of confusing some of the choices he makes, yeah. and you know where he ends up being. So, yeah, he at the end of the movie. So
1: I would say he and the lizard were very underutilized in this movie to the point. Yes, that you, you probably could have left him out. And what's interesting, so I was thinking about this after the movie was over. Um, based on uh, one of the uh, after credit scenes they could have just put Venom in this movie and like not put Sandman and not put uh, the Lizard, right? He could have mm-hmm. easily taken the place of both of them, and I actually think it would have been a more entertaining movie.
3: It would have been a lot better if they would have just replaced Sandman and Lizard like uh, have, have and yeah. just have Venom be, have be Venom it. And, and then Venom be a it villager. could be the Venom from Toby's world, I guess. No, would I, would, no I think eh. you
1: should. Well, because Tom Hardy, like, Tom Hardy's ah, there. That's right. He's just, yeah, that's he's, right. just he's there for, like... a minute and then he's I guess you don't want to be
3: trofer grace back as venom no not at all (laughs) the less of
1: that specific movie that comes back I think the better I was actually I
3: really wanted emo toby back
1: I know I was surprised (laughs) that there wasn't a reference to that of all of all of the stuff that they kind of reference in the movie uh from the from the old ones that was one thing that I was like I cannot believe they didn't do that that was that was sitting on like a, a, a silver platter for them to just take and somehow, like he didn't like obviously at this point, it we should say like Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire both in this movie. Um Yep. And uh I'm surprised that there wasn't like a finger guns moment with Toby. You know what I mean? Oh, or like a, yes. hey, like just want some little thing that's a reference to some that. It doesn't nod. have to yeah, it didn't have to take up a lot of time. It's it's honestly shocking to me. Um Right, yeah, so uh Aunt May dies, Peter becomes sad boy. And yep. then that's when um, it's revealed that Toby and uh, Garfield have been here the whole time doing what? By Who the way, knows? Like, they, he, they find Andrew Garfield wandering around in an alley. <laughs> yeah. And Toby McGuire came from, did he, was he, was he in the Sanctum? Could you I, tell? I couldn't quite tell. Uh, I couldn't quite tell either. From. But it's like, what were these guys doing? <laughs> There's I don't think they really flesh that out right. too well. No. And that is, that's probably a big criticism I have is that they should have not done as much with the villains, cut down Mm. the number of villains, spend more time with the three of them. Even though I think Tobey Maguire's acting in this was, was not, it was kind of wooden. I would say wooden might be a good, a good descriptor of it. But isn't that kind of his character in? No, he's, he's definitely got more range in. Okay those are Spider-Man those original Spider-Man movies you know they're campy it's got kind of this like fun feel to it right like they're not taking themselves Mm -hmm. too seriously all the time yeah um but he just felt kind of wooden um and that was one of the problems I had with him Jamie Foxx Marissa Tomei who plays uh Aunt May Mm -hmm. and I was there anybody else they oh and, and uh uh, Cumberbatch. All of them kind of felt like they were yes. phoning in their roles a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like this was Marisa Tomei. Obviously, this is her last movie, so it's just like, well, she's here for the paycheck. um yep. and she did okay. There were some, a couple decent but moments you think with it's, her.
3: You think it's more so just the writing? Because I always feel with something like that. No, like, it's you, the that, it's the
1: acting. Because there's you think a, the acting a, in that one? Yeah, when you're really putting it Because that's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, this is like the first movie I've seen where Zendaya hasn't driven me insane.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say she Because did. she
1: wasn't just like normal Zendaya that has no emotion in. Her, her acting
3: was a lot better.
1: Yeah, she had like uh emotions coming off of her face from the very beginning. Like mm-hmm. it was really funny because the movie starts with the two of them together and I was like, Oh, she can act I was like, this yeah. is kind of interesting. <laughs> I was like she she's smiling, she seems happy. I was like, I I I haven't seen this before from from Zendaya, so uh, yeah, I yeah the 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 acting for most of the cast ranges from like good to uninterested. <laughs> right. I would I wouldn't necessarily say anyone's is just like god awful. Like there's nothing in it that I'm just like, oh my gosh, like why why did they handle yeah. it like this? <laughs> Um, there are moments, I think, um, Andrew Garfield, uh, f- seems he seemed off. Aw- I don't know if you felt that way, but he seemed off to me.
3: Yeah, it, it felt that way with me as well. I noticed that in most of the scenes with him, it seemed, it just seemed off. It he, didn't um, seem cohesive.
1: There were moments where you're like, oh, okay, this is the Andrew Garfield that I remember. Yeah. Um, And then there were moments where he was acting kind of like, not spastic but like just extra weird for no reason
3: yeah and it is because don't get me wrong i like toby mcguire i know people love him as spider-man um but andrew garfield was uh my favorite is my favorite out of the three my favorite it's, actor it's too bad those um, movies suck <laughs> yeah I, I just think like he did a great job acting as
1: spider-man um, I always um, like Peter Parker. I, I haven't seen him in a long time, but I do remember liking his relationship with Gwen Stacy. Yeah, like I I remember preferring that over any of the other stuff that was going on in those movies. Um, I
3: never I never really liked Kirsten Dunst and uh, Spider-Man. You
1: know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people really don't like uh, her most of the time, and that it's unfortunate. We still haven't really gotten like a good Mary Jane. Like she's supposed to be. Yeah. A very attractive very confident woman like that's kind mm-hmm. of like who she is and you kind of get that with uh Kirsten Dunst but I, I think a lot of people just didn't like the way she was portrayed um, yeah and that's that's the interesting thing about you were asking earlier about whether it's just the writing or the acting um a lot of it seems like the acting because there are moments right where uh Toby Maguire and um Andrew Garfield um and Tom Holland all seem like they're having a good time Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's moments where one of them's talking and I'm like, ah, like what, like what went wrong there? Why does that, why is that? It, it just, it felt weird. Um, but are you know, I love all I, their interaction at the end of the movie where they're all like talking about, like when they're talking about like Toby's web slingers, yeah. like, how did you do that? <laughs> that was pretty good. Um,
3: dude, especially Kayla didn't laugh at that line <laughs> that he said by time. She's yeah, like, that's yeah. the only line I didn't laugh at that you laughed at. I'm like, come um, on! That was funny. It's just not her cup of humor. Sure, sure.
1: Sometimes, but like they were like asking. He's like, "Do you do you make them?" And he's like, "It's like breathing." And I don't. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was that (laughs) stuff was really good. Too Um, good.
3: I definitely predicted at the end when uh, he stops goblins. uh, Toby stops uh, goblins. uh, Glider. Yeah. Um, Oh that was easy to predict. (coughs) Well, we um, and
1: we were right about the whole trailer thing where they just scrubbed him from a couple of the scenes. Uh, We were right about. I I think I think everybody knew that that was kind of the case. I was Um, also
3: right about Andrew saving. Yes. uh, Oh,
1: that's a really good point. Um, yeah. So Andrew Garfield gets his redemption moment. His Spider Man Mm -hmm. does that worked for me. I I was actually surprised how well it worked for me. Where like (laughs) he catches her right, and they're standing there, and he's like, "Are you okay?" She's like, yeah, and then she's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good." And I, and I think everybody in the theater, <laughs> I do not like, really feel it. It hit for me. No, it hit, it hit for me because I, I still like again. I don't like those movies, but the sentiment of having a character who failed to save someone that he mm-hmm. loved, and then to find it, it's just it's a nice, uh, it's it's a nice payoff that I think yeah. no one it thought is a, that they were ever I gonna will- get.
3: Even though it didn't hit for me, I do feel like it was a good payoff for the character. I will agree with that. Yeah. Um, I will say this too. The second half of the movie, or at least up until the moment of them getting to Happy's apartment and Goblin betrays them, yeah. um, that saved the movie for me. Because up until that point, it was kind of...
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work. And I, yep. I started the thinking... The last half of the movie
3: really picks up.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, it And that that's what's odd is that it almost feels like two separate movies. Yeah, it does. I've heard, I've heard some people say three movies, but I think you could split it almost right down... Well, you could have, like, you have the first act and then everything that comes after that. Yes. And it's definitely where it starts picking up and, you know, you get sort of a more traditional Spider-Man movie. hmm That's when, like, the jokes start landing a little bit better. You know, you get your your villains. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is finally it just takes so long to build up to. Um, yep. and that a lot of filler. in the yeah, movie. Yeah. That was one of my bigger criticisms is that the script just isn't tight. It doesn't, yep. it feels like they, they were like, well, we have to put all this in there. And I'm like, yeah, we have to reach maybe two, maybe two hours
3: and 15 minutes. Yeah. And like, guys, you could have easily cut off 30 minutes well, you and know, it'd have been a lot better movie.
1: They didn't have to introduce all the villains Like, it felt very systematic in the way they were doing it, and it didn't feel like it flowed very well, where it's like, okay, we have the beginning of the movie. Everything picks up. Spider-Man's in trouble because everyone knows who he is. Then he goes and sees Doctor Strange to try to fix that. Then, or like, the spell messes up. Uh, and then the villains start showing up. Okay, we have to introduce all the villains before we get to the part where we introduce Toby and uh, Garfield, yes. right? Yes, who which uh,
3: have been there all along. Yeah, for some Do reason. I... And,
1: yeah, it, it makes no <laughs> sense. Like, and you're, you're talking about characters that, th- you know, they are for all from New York, right? Mm-hmm. They understand New York. New York exists yep. in all these places. So when you have an incident happen, like what happened at um that building, right? Mm-hmm. They should have probably known it what there was literally lightning raining down around the building at one point and explosions yep. going off and a giant sand person, right? You would think that these two other spider men would know that this was going on. Right, uh,
3: especially with the spider sense and everything like that.
1: Yeah, but they are too busy wandering around in alleys or something. <laughs> it doesn't make something sense. Something going on. Oh man. Um bum Uh that Okay, let's see. Was there anything else, like in particular, so liked the or movie disliked? All, yeah, yeah. disliked.
3: Um, I can't really think off the top of my head right now anything that I disliked, other than what we've already spoken about. Um, so, I mean, okay. I think they could have shaved off thirty minutes, as I just sure. literally just said, and it would have been a far better movie. I think that oh this is what I was gonna say. I think you hit you said earlier that they should have done less villains and done Venom instead of Sandman and Lizard Man. Yeah. I agree with you. Either go that route and then highlight more I I think it would have been a far more effective script and movie if they would have highlighted Toby and Andrew a lot more Mm -hmm. within the script and they were there for a lot longer. But if you don't want to do that, then you're going to do these other villains. Why not try and do more like a Sinister Six? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, and just like you know, I know it's like, well, now you're adding more villains. Well, I'm like, well it's at least not it even, would make
1: the only reason it, it it would be tough to do that is because it wasn't really the point of what they were trying to do. No, it you wasn't. You know what I mean? It's like if they They're had trying brought to do the whole in whole multiverse thing. Well, yeah, and the nostalgia thing, where it's like these are yeah. all characters that are very recognizable from past movies um yep. some some more beloved than others but that was that's really the point that they were they were kind of going for and you kind yeah. of mean like you don't get a sinister six but you get something like it in like that sinister vein four. yeah yeah um but yeah i think they could have cut out a lot of the villain stuff and it would have been better just to, like i think i would have you enjoyed really, i don't i'm sorry i
3: don't I, I think you're you hit the nail on the head if sandman and lizard man aren't in the movie Right. It's still a good movie. Yeah, they're like, like, it's still the same type of movie, if not better, because it's not like there's that hugeness for me, at least. And maybe other people can correct me or have a different opinion. And I just don't understand. But I don't feel like there's that huge of an attachment to Sandman
1: and Man. And the lizard. Yeah, I
3: specifically the Man, right?
1: Um, Probably both, because Sandman's from Spider-Man three, which is the movie that no one. Yeah. Likes for the most part. I'm sure there are contrarians out there that are like, no, it's so good. It's like it's not a good movie. Right. Um, and then yeah, the, anything coming out of Amazing Spider-Man one and two, people like things about those movies, but I, I don't know anyone that would. Well, I'm sure they're out there. There are definitely some people that would probably try to argue that those are better movies, but it's that's more of a, a either a nostalgia thing or just not yeah. really underst You know, they're looking at like kind of the jangling keys. Right. Of, of the whole thing, rather than actually breaking down like why these don't work very well, um, but yeah, I, I, it would change up a couple scenes, but I, th- man,
3: less well, happy too. I think would have been fine. That would have been fine too. too. If you, you if you wanted had, to highlight Venom more and then uh, all three Spider Man.
1: Well, yeah, and you could have had. I don't want to get too much into like could have been's, but yeah, you could have had venom play some sort of role in it as going from like villain to sort of like anti-hero by the end of it or whatever mm-hmm. um or a very, just straight up make him kind of like the villain of the movie for whatever reason yeah um, i think he
3: would have been a better villain than the, uh green goblin
1: personally it, it could have been more interesting well this is the problem is that that again this is the same problem that spider-man 3 had back in the day there's too many characters and mm-hmm. so no one gets enough time to have real development i mean right uh Holland Spider-Man gets a decent amount. I mean, he has like a a very much like beginning, beginning, middle, and end, um, which yeah. I do want to talk about. I want to talk about the the ending of the movie. Um, but everybody Let's else, everybody else is just sort of like at, at different points, they all kind of just get pushed aside to keep the movie what? moving forward. And you just, like yeah. they, they kind of start doing something with norman right where it's like no i don't want to be right. this person anymore but then you know he betrays them and moves on um sandman right. doesn't really change it at, at all <laughs> nope he, he's just like i don't trust people and then that's who he is through the whole movie and then they save him and he never has a moment to say anything again like there's no nope. you know what i mean it's actually the same way with jamie fox same way yep. with the lizard um doc ock has a kind of a decent arc but at the same he time, he is a redeeming arc. yeah but at the same time they all it's disappear yeah they all disappear at the end of the movie and you're like okay that's that, the part that's it
3: I, I can get on board with them not having a ton of time in the movie um each individual character because you already have their character development in the previous movies no so no no no, how-
1: no 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 i i cannot get behind that that is that's lazy writing <laughs> That is absolutely lazy writing. I
3: disagree with you. We're no, that series. is
1: absolutely lazy writing because they're what they're doing is they're using nostalgia and then they bring all these characters in and you're like, Well, they've already been developed in other movies. <laughs> well, and it's like those were their those are their arcs in those movies.
3: I agree with you. I agree with you. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I agree with what you're saying. I get that. Okay, so the prerequisite of this movie is that you have to go watch seven others. Yeah, that's
1: that's bullcrap. No. <laughs> and uh-uh. so,
3: again, I think it kind of because they're rely on a nostalgia factor, it kind of works for me. But at the same time, I agree with you, it kind of does it. They could have fleshed that out a little bit more, maybe have less, maybe even don't even do Venom and just have, you know, again, those other vil- villains or the villains that are in the movie, minus Sandman and Lizardman, and then focus more on uh, all three Spider-Man or add Ven- Venom, whatever. But so I agree with you. They could have fleshed all of that out a little bit more, but specifically regardless of what they chose to do, I think in the end it doesn't make sense to where you don't have anything from Jamie Foxx, um, Electro, or from lizard man or from sandman right yeah well and they would not had much to, of anything from green goblin either
1: they should have had nah you gotta i mean like you would had to have kept it, it could have gone a direction of having one villain per mm-hmm. right um or you have like doc ock you have probably uh electro and then you bring in like venom or whatever to like just like fill in that gap no i mean just like per hero per hero yeah. right and so they all have something that they're trying to overcome um, yeah that electro, makes more sense right yeah electro makes sense just because uh oh, oh well you know what i mean it's been so long since i've seen amazing spider-man 2 goblin is it hobgoblin is in that movie isn't he is he let's see i am go ahead keep talking i'm pretty sure that hobgoblin shows up because that's the whole thing with gwen stacy the whole thing is that he gives yeah uh, he gives him the choice you're right then, he saves everyone, and then he's trying to save Stacy or Gwen Stacy, and uh, catches her, but her neck breaks. Yep. I forgot he was in that movie.
3: <laughs> I forgot too. That's funny. Uh, that yeah, that he did not look good as Hobgoblin. I think no, they did a bad. Pretty, it's pretty good. character design. <laughs> it's, just,
1: it's not very good. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things that they could have done. Um, that it's was a smart decision not bringing him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then they couldn't bring james franco in because he's no longer uh he Acceptable. got well yeah he got me too <laughs> yeah and um, um, from what it seemed like rightfully so though yeah uh the um okay so let's talk about the ending how do you feel about them sort of like i mean essentially just resetting spider-man
3: yeah so it's more, from from what I've from from what I've heard about other people who are into the storyline, it followed the more it was faithful to the source material. This version of Tom Holland, so I can I kind of get I, I I liked it. I'll say I liked it because it gave him a sacrifice for the greater good. So character development there, even you know you have that with May, but I see May as more so of almost breaking him, right? Sure, and then having to sacrifice everyone knowing him for and becoming uh i feel like he's already selfless but um having to to, to sacri- make a great sacrifice like that mm. I, know, I think it worked for me because yeah. marvel had in phase Four they haven't done a good job of having any of that so it worked for me <laughs> Although at the same time, it was like I don't know exactly how I feel about it too. So in a way, it worked for me. I don't want to. I'm not trying to sit on the fence. It worked for me. Not On I that you. side of the
2: fence.
1: Yeah.
3: But this, at the same time, I understand the point of why are they resetting it? You know.
1: Well, it was really funny because right I,
3: now, because it was kind of. Uh, go ahead. I was uh,
1: saying I leaned over to um, Justin when we saw this mm-hmm. yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, look, it's so." Nice and tidy for Sony to take Tom Holland back as Spider-Man now. Um, Because the rumor was was supposed to be his last one, but I think they're trying to work out more deals, um, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure Sony is more than obliged to let um, Marvel help them make a lot of money. Um, Yeah, especially with this one. Yeah, so I'm fine with the reset. I think it works. um, The ending works pretty well for me because, weirdly enough, the sacrifice... He this thing him sacrificing his two best friends, mm-hmm. um, for their what he believes to be is like their bet that what'll be better for them. Uh, their what's best interests. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Their best interests. Um, it, it works because you're actually starting to see him mature. Yes. Because he's had all of this time where you know Tony was his mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has a whole thing with like Mysterio, and so he's kind of been drug along in a lot of these movies. Um, and then this and is
3: the same iteration of the character in all the movies.
1: Sure. Yeah. He hasn't had, I he's had some growth, right? Like right. I, it's been a while since I've watched the other two, but I'm sure if I went back, you, I'd be able to like point out little moments here and there. Like I can think of one where uh, in the first one where he gets um, uh, stuck under rubble uh, towards the end of uh, homecoming. And mm-hmm. it's kind of this moment of him. Like he starts freaking out uh, and then he has to kind of like overcome this moment or whatever uh, in order to kind of like grow as a character, right? It's like this right. this moment of struggle that he has to overcome, and you kind of get that in the second one, but I, I there's I, I don't really like that one that much. I, homecoming is yeah. kind of whatever, or not homecoming. Uh, God, these far movies far from home. Far from home. It's it's whatever. You know, it's kind of, it's of the three, it's definitely the most forgettable. Um, I, agree. I was telling I was telling somebody today. Because they were like, oh, I haven't seen the second one. I was like, honestly? I was like, you can probably skip it and you're not going to miss a whole lot. Nope. You know what I mean? It's like you can fill in enough of the gaps that that second movie is almost unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it works. I'm I'm interested to see what they're going to do next um, and how much it's going to actually matter that no one remembers Peter Parker. Yeah, I'm... I'm- um, it's also, a little no ske- one does. Yeah, it's also a little sketch because when you start really thinking about that, it's like, okay, so if no one remembers you, do you have a social security number? Like, do you, you know, what happened yeah. with like your bill, like bills? Like, how are you going to, how, how did you manage to rent an apartment in New York if no one knows yeah. who you are? Like, what? And so, again, it's one of those things that there's so much going on in this movie that it sacrifices the little bit of detail that makes it, that would have made it work even better for me. Me. Yeah. Because even um man, what were you saying a minute ago? I can't remember. It's 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 not that important. But there's there's lots of detail that kind of just gets sacrificed for the sake of we have to get through this almost two and a half hour movie. Um it's like characters, characters, characters. Yep. Uh but but Go ahead. I will give whoever made the decision not to put a joke in immediately after Aunt May died. Uh, some sort of kudos. It was nice to see that there was a tiny bit of uh, pullback on the every somber moment uh, immediately followed by a joke. So,
3: Um, I think my last criticism for the movie is that it felt too much like a comedy to me than a, again, not that you can't have funny moments, but more of a serious uh, comic book movie. Um, But... I mean, other than that, that's you know pretty much my last thoughts. I mean, I, yeah, I enjoyed convinced. the ending; mm-hmm. was good. In credit scene, stay for them. I think they're really good, but I do think the movie would have been better served, and probably would have created a lot more fanfare had Venom been in it, other than Sandman and Lizard Man. Right.
1: Well, yeah, Venom shows up in the after credits scene for five seconds, just yes. so that they can be like, "Oh, he left some of the symbiote in your world," and I was like, "That's dumb." i was like that's dumb just have the have it exist in space like it does in every version of spider-man yep why does it have to be that's that's contrived yep that's that's completely like oh because if it if he erased
3: that venom it wouldn't be all of it
1: yeah well that's the thing it should (laughs) have taken all of it yep it's it's goofy that yeah and that's again this is kind of the problem with modern marvel for me is that it's It's like, all right. I mean, I see how you did that. It's like, but it feels really lazy. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't know. But hey, you know, uh, it's probably, uh, what what would you say? The the second best movie of Phase 4, Behind Eternals?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely Behind Eternals. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, who can compete with that? That's probably the best MCU film.
1: Ever, right? I mean, how could you, you know, how could you... uh, (laughs) The best one. Yeah. Ten out of ten. In the face of all that diversity, how could you say that it's not? <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I think it's it's clearly the best thing that they've put out since probably Endgame. I'm trying to think. Oh, of, it definitely is since Endgame. game. Right? Yeah. Far from not far from home came out after that, and then they took a mm-hmm. break, and that's when we started getting Loki, uh, and, and like all the TV Phase Four, uh, Black yeah. Widow, um, all yeah yeah. By far and away, better yes. than everything else that's come out.
3: Yes. Um. <laughs> Man. Don't waste your time and go see Eternals. Just completely ignore that movie. Just completely ignore it.
1: You can completely ignore that movie, and I guarantee it's not going to make that big of a deal. Those characters are those characters will probably show up in other things later on, and you'll go, Oh, okay, who's that? And you're like, Oh, okay, it was from that movie I didn't watch. All right, moving on.
3: (laughs) The useless movie. Yeah.
1: Oh man. man. But yeah, I would I mean, I think I'd recommend it. I've been telling everybody if you like spider-man and you've liked spider-man for the last 20 years or whatever Go you're see gonna it. like this movie yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. it's fun it's it's very nostalgia driven and you're not gonna feel like it was a, a total slog um, so we're
3: gonna rate this on a marvel scale for me if you don't
1: want to don't no, worry about it no numbers i don't do 85 numbers. for me 85 that seems high I was going to say 80. 80 to 85. <laughs> I'm making you bring your number down. No. Hey, no,
3: listen, no, no. that's your number. I was really going it's to your say 80. Number. It's your number. I just went up to be generous because I said we were grading on the Marvel scale. <laughs> on the Marvel scale.
1: <laughs> well, it's – it's last time I checked, it was sitting about 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that, that doesn't that, bother me. Yeah. Well, not that it makes a difference. That's no. a, that's very much a Marvel bump and a Spider-Man bump. Yep. Um, and I don't trust most of those people anyway because it's like – uh. You ask them like what they liked or whatever And then they're like oh the emotion Of having uh Toby Maguire And Garfield back and it's like That's why it's a 95 a Like uh, huh the
3: same people who re- Rate Shang-Chi at a 96 oh, Or whatever dude. like yeah oh, brother my gosh. This wanna...
1: is this is way Better than Shang-Chi Way 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 better Yes um Yeah man I that that's all I got We can that's we, all I got yeah. too Um uh yeah Okay, well, till next time guys. All right. Bye. I got to find the record stopper.